Morning Liberty. Well, what's going on, all of our liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another super fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, is the one who knows just about everything there is to know, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. You know, I wanted to, I was going to invite you to the Chop House um, <laughs> after your birthday last night, but yeah. apparently it's, it is no more. Well, so we can't, I can't take you there for your birthday. They're saying it's going to be no more. They're going to be quitting in, in lieu of virtual activism instead. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is that like virtual, like virtue signaling? It's, it's like, vir- <laughs> yeah, virtue activism is what they're going to be doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, there might be some stragglers holding on there. We'll see. We'll see exactly what happens. But yeah, this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. Chuck and Nate coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee right now. Slightly less tyranny than a lot of other places, but more than others. That's the other thing that it's known for <laughs> right there. So yeah, we, uh, you know, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. So if you are interested in life, like if you're anti-death, if you're just vehemently anti-death. Then you're in the right place. Then you are in the right place for sure. And if you believe in liberty and you want to pursue some meaning, well, listen, we do a brand new episode every single day of the week when we want to about those three things mainly. All of our topics go down to the point that you own yourself, self-ownership. And listen, it doesn't mean we only care about ourselves, but that means that we think when we pursue a society that has that as their main goal, that that society is going to be better for the most amount of people. So we talk about every, about that every single day of the week when we want to, which is darn near every single day of the week. So what you up? want to subscribe, hit that button. What up, A.A. Ron? What's up, A.A. Ron? That's one of the guys from the live group, which you could be a part of at patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. I'm not going to make it a long spiel today. Uh, but I did, as Nate said, hit that subscribe button, smash that thing, because we are running a 96% subscription rate on this podcast, and you do not want to be part of that horror percent. So uh, th- there's no reason to be part of the, the horror percent, because you can be a part of the 96% by hitting that, that it's button. It's way better. Yeah. And it's such an easy button to hit that you just hit subscribe or follow on Spotify, either one of those. And uh, what happens is our brand new episodes will go directly to your listening device. It's amazing. And then to be part of the live group, as I said, that's patreon.com slash Liberty, a place where we make fun of each other so much. And it's a lot of fun. And you get a whole bunch of free stuff if you uh, pledge at least $5 a month. So it's really cool. To Which get means it's not free. Line. you you got to pay for it. Yeah, but it's the old Amazon trick. So <laughs> It's the old government trick right there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look at all this free stuff you paid for. You know, it's How hilarious. About that? So I got to tell you this real quick. A funny story. Um, Stephanie was opening up the water bill. And she was like, man, I thought I already paid this much money or something. Or no, it wasn't the water bill. It was a trash bill, actually. She was like, oh, I thought I already paid, you know, so much for this or whatever. And on the trash bill is a gas surcharge and environmental service charge. Nice. Which means the taxes that the government put on trash companies yeah. for envir- the EPA taxes and the gas sur- uh, surcharge taxes get passed on to the customer. Directly. They s- directly. They it's spell the it out for you. $25. <laughs> we had to pay $25. And extra taxes because guess who's not paying it? The company ain't paying it. No. Pass all the taxes you want. They'll just pass. They'll spell it out for you and say, hey, you know, when you buy airline tickets, uh, this is the government imposed 9-11 security fee of $5 each way. The airlines aren't buying. They'll sell it to you as if we need the rich companies to pay for it. They'll put a line item on your bill and says, 
and that says you owe it. Yeah. How hilarious is that? I was showing it to her. I was like, yep, see that right there? Corporations don't pay taxes. Their customers pay taxes. That's that's what happens. That's as easy as it gets right there. It spells it right out for you. Hilarious. (laughs) Well, well, let's talk about an area where people probably did not understand the single thing that you just said, which is in CHOP in Seattle. You made way too much sense just then. Probably. So they're not going to be following along with that. Now, uh, the word is coming down the pike that it's, is actually disbanding that they're going to be moving to only doing virtue activism after this but there was this interesting situation last weekend where well i mean not interesting it's tragic someone died there was a shooting and it, the guy that the guy that survived has now announced that he is suing the seattle police for not responding to the shooting now i'm sure everyone's heads if they haven't already exploded on previous episodes, you're getting really close right now because you have to imagine the the thought press process that goes into creating a cop-free zone uh, by, by force, creating a cop-free zone and getting them to leave the area and then suing the cops for not responding to an act of violence that occurs in that area. There's no way this is real. It's... It's real. The guy's this, been all over now, of course. We'll talk a little bit. Real. He's got his very own GoFundMe that he started himself. So, uh, it, you know, go ahead and draw from that what you will. But anyway, CHOP activist shot after volunteer security shift wants to sue Seattle police for not responding. A man who was shot in Seattle over the weekend, this is from The Blaze. Thanks, Glenn. A man who was shot in Seattle over the weekend says he was attacked as he was leaving his volunteer security shift at the city's cop-free Capitol Hill organized protest, formerly known as CHAZ, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. They were like, uh, there's no way we can be autonomous. We need, we need other people's stuff, <laughs> for sure. Take that autonomous out of there. Despite his support for the anarchist op- occupation, uh, Dewan Young wants to sue the Seattle Police Department because he says he was technically shot outside of the zone and officers never responded. He also says that the attack on him was racially motivated. Of course it was. Of course it was. The Seattle Police Department did not immediately respond to a request for comment on the story. What are the details? Young, 33, has released a series of videos on social media from his hospital bed where he is recovering after being shot five times. Jesus. I mean, that's a lucky guy right there. Yeah. The activist says he wants to get a story out in the media and is seeking legal counsel to take up his case arguing there is no excuse for the SPD not responding to the scene to provide an escort for the paramedics that treated him. <laughs> In videos posted to his TikTok account, Young says he was shot, he was at shop every night, and volunteered to provide security in the autonomous area. Why didn't he respond to his own call or his I, I, other volunteer security forces? Why, why didn't they do it? Anyway, K.I. Did, did he have a visa to enter back into the American, could have been American the soil? That's could have probably been, what it was. Yeah, they wanted to meet him at the CHOP consulate, and <laughs> they were closed. K.I.R.O.T.V. reported that Young was at CHOP on Saturday morning when he heard gunfire and decided to leave. Those initial shots left one teenager dead and three others wounded. Hmm. Young says a group of men attacked him and used a racial slur before shooting him in the stomach five times. He told the outlet, so basically I was shot. I'm not sure if they're Proud Boys or KKK. It was definitely one of those two things, for sure. The activist has set up a GoFundMe for himself to raise funds to assist with his medical bills and other expenses, and is urging others to get the word out about what happened to him. So, listen, 
This is uh, this is interesting. Well, I'll go ahead and read the last part. As Young's videos began circulating online Wednesday, his GoFundMe grew while questions began to arise about his account of events. And the reporter came forward claiming he had actually been assaulted by Young at shop. Andy No, which, listen, Andy No is not the most unbiased reporter that there is out there. I mean, he goes behind the scenes with Antifa a lot. He's not the most unbiased person in the world, so it's not that I just trust everything that Andy No says, but he's provided some valuable videos, for sure. Andy No, editor-at-large for The Post Millennial, reported that uh, scribber journalist Callan D. Almeida says Dewan Young is one of the men who assaulted him and tried to steal his phone for recording Raz Simone and his armed entourage in Chaz. Hmm. So... Anyway, doesn't mean he deserved to be shot. No, I mean, listen, but it's not good or funny or justified that anyone was shot whatsoever. Someone died. People were shot. All of that is bad. Okay, but, but can we at least address the, you know, I guess you can call it hypocrisy. It's almost what, you know, what word would you call it when, I mean, you literally set up an area that is cop free and you talk about how you want to defund the police or abolish the police and then when something bad happens to you and the police don't show up you sue them (laughs) i mean can someone tell me what pain meds this guy is on because that's the only way that it makes any sense at all those colors don't run man it just doesn't make any sense those dogs don't add up i don't I don't get it whatsoever. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's one of the craziest things I've ever heard of. Now, people were very critical about the fact that the uh, the EMTs did not go into the area. What people don't realize is that EMTs don't go into hot zones. You know, right. they're not medics. They're not like battlefield medics or anything. They have to wait until the police have said that the area is secured, so they can go in, and they have to get clearance to go in. And the police, who are not allowed in the zone, by the way, the auto zone, they're not allowed to go in there, uh, never cleared the area or, you know, took quite some time for the EMTs to go in. I was watching an episode of Body Cam a little bit while back. I'm sure that's been canceled by now. But there was a police officer that was shot and there was an active shooter and they were trying to clear the house. And the cop sat there for like an hour, like he was about to, I mean, about to bleed out. The guy almost died. And the EMTs were a few blocks down the road, and they, the EMTs literally would not come over to where the shooting happened because they weren't cleared to do it. And that was a police officer. And I was like, can someone put the guy in their car and take him down there to the EMTs, yeah. please? Yeah. Like, why are you just letting this guy bleed out right here? This is nuts. Maurice said it's it's like rain on, on your wedding day. <laughs> a, fr- a free ride. When you've already paid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he claims that he was outside of the zone. Okay. But the problem is it, it still doesn't matter because the cops aren't coming anywhere near that zone. No. I mean, you're, you, you force them by in, in essence to leave, which I'm all for, you know, standing up against police brutality, but there is a real danger when security is no longer available. Um, when you've, it's like, um, it's like breaking up with your girlfriend mm-hmm. or, or your, or your boyfriend and then asking him to come back after you treated them yeah. like shit. Well, it's like you're <laughs> mad at them for not going on a date with you tonight. Right. Like what, why didn't you show up to my birthday party right. tonight? 
Come on. You're like, like uh, you broke up with me you last dump, week? You dumped me, yeah. remember? <laughs> Literally, you divorced me. Like, uh, we're, we're done. Why are you mad at me for not coming to your birthday party? Yeah. This is insane. Yeah. And that would be insane because this is insane. It and is. all of it is. Like, what are you supposed to do as a play? And, and, oh, isn't it nice that this guy and, and all of his friends get to decide, oh, well, where the chop zone is and where the police are and are not allowed to go? That that must just be real nice to say, oh, well, I was actually, you know, I was 10 feet on the other side of the line where we've decided that police are allowed to go. <laughs> like, dude, I'm sorry. Get, go screw yourself, man. This is insanity. I don't know. It's hard to find the words to say about this because it just doesn't seem real. This is the kind of stuff that you can't even make up. I know. Like, you couldn't even make this up. And I thought that chop or Chaz or whatever was going to bring about the utopia. How are people getting shot inside there? Well, it was the white supremacists that are in there. uh, Well, I thought they got rid of all. They weren't allowed in. Well, they've got this whole immigration debate going on (laughs) (laughs) and they haven't been able to keep them all out. So they have open borders, but also not uh, (laughs) exactly. This is, this is a kerfuffle if I've ever heard of one. They don't have an adequate passport system yet set up over there. Okay. Gotcha. But they have, you they know, don't they, have a police force, obviously either. No, EMTs. no police force, and no free healthcare. Obviously it seems. I, I don't know why he didn't just magically have all of his things taken care of inside of chop, right? Inside of the magical land <laughs> this, where everything is fine. It's the same thing as like, um, you know, people who, who rag on businesses and all it's like, go start your own Yeah. see how easy it is. Like if it's really easy to make a billion dollars and then donate all of it, then why don't you go yeah. do it? This is Thomas Jefferson saying, "Go start your own country. Right. See how <laughs> see how it goes." Yeah, yeah, yeah. See let me know. Can, see if you can do any better. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, whatever. This guy, it, he he uh, he's not going to win. I'll tell you that much. Uh, no, I'll probably settle. No, I don't think so. Settle, settle, settle. <laughs> Although the mayor of Seattle's pretty yeah chaz herself she is yeah so maybe she will settle with this guy but the police have no even if it wasn't a chop zone they have no obligation to protect you whatsoever no they actually don't right the supreme courts have already ruled that you can't the time that you and i had to call the cops because someone you know acted like they had a gun and were going to shoot us and you left me behind um, you know, oh, yeah. we couldn't have sued the police for not for not coming to help. the The Supreme Court has ruled on this. They are under no legal obligation to actually protect you. You're, they're just not. So, so that's another. You know, that's a whole other thing. But anyway, we got to get on to. You that's know, a who's, whole another case of bananas. You know, who probably won't win their lawsuit against the city is uh, going to be this next story right here. Oh. Now, okay. this reminds me of our little back and forth we had with that one guy. What's his name? Adam. Who cares? We uh, we were going <laughs> back and forth about whether or not CHOP was a libertarian zone or not, or whether yeah. or not libertarians should support what they were doing. And my main response to that has been, well, there are private property owners inside of this area that are being taken by force. Their property value is being destroyed. Their ability to conduct business is being taken away from them. And their rights are not being talked about. I'm like, well, they're not all out there. You know, they haven't said anything. Well, yeah, guess what happens when you say something? You get drugged into the street on TikTok and beat to death. Like, that. that's what happens mm-hmm. if you say something. But anyway, since things are starting to uh, calm down around there just a little bit, well, they have started a lawsuit against the city of Seattle. 
So go ahead and tell me about this, this Charles. Coming from the Daily Wire. Thanks, Ben. Seattle residents, businesses, Sioux City for endorsing and enabling lawless chop zone a group of seattle residents who own homes and businesses in what was until wednesday the capitol hill occupied protest zone is now suing the city of seattle over its willingness to endorse and enable chops lawlessness and even tolerate chops plan to create a no cop co-op police free community <laughs> I t- that was part of their plan a no cop co-op <laughs> but but then they wanted the cops to come in yeah i'm still confused on the first story that no cop co-op unless we want them to listen if y'all are what it is if y'all are trying to make sense of this you're not alone no cops unless we need them kuow seattle reports that the group filed suit wednesday night in the united states district court for the western district of washington among other things the lawsuit claims that the city's actions amount to an illegal seating of public property without due process per kuow i don't really know the law on that the lawsuit says that the city has actively endorsed and enabled the CHOP. The group says its mission is not to undermine the larger purpose of CHOP or even bring a swift and untimely end to the protest, which announced Wednesday it is wrapping up in favor of virtual activism. It does, however, want Seattle government officials to mitigate dangers to public safety. Th- this is like them covering Oh yeah, covering their butts. Listen, we're for the movement. Right. Just not, in, not on, around our else. business. Exactly. <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah. Quote, this lawsuit does not seek to undermine CHOP participants' message or present uh, or present a counter message. Rather, this lawsuit is about the constitutional and other legal rights of plaintiffs, businesses, employees, and residents in and around CHOP, which have been overrun by the city of Seattle's unprecedented decision to abandon and close off an entire city neighborhood, leaving it unchecked by the police, unserved by fire and emergency health services, and inacceptable to the public at large, the complaint inaccessible sorry to the public at large the complaint reads the city's decision they continue has subjected businesses employees and residents of that neighborhood to extensive property damage public safety dangers and an inability to use and access their properties i don't i thought chop was the utope this was this is what everyone has wanted i know i know The filing alleges that residents and business owners of the CHOP zone have suffered financial losses from the protests. You don't think. Mm. Though they've left it up to the court to determine the actual damages. More than anything, it appears that plaintiffs want the city to allow the police to return to the city's east precinct and begin regular patrols in the Capitol Hill neighborhood. Weird. Yeah. I don't know why they would want that. I don't know. I don't know how much more of this we have to go through, but there is an interesting discussion because this will this will probably piggyback off of that uh, that Supreme Court ruling that we talked about, where the police don't have any legal obligation to actually protect you. It'll be interesting to see if this goes to a new case. Does the city actually have a legal obligation to provide those things? I mean, you know, you pay your sales taxes and your property taxes, and you pay your rent and and all these things. And you're, you know, I guess you're never, you're never guaranteed anything because it comes from the government. You're not really guaranteed anything, but you are doing all of that with the understanding that there's going to be a police and fire and, and you'll be able to conduct business in the area and all that. And then the city doesn't do its job. The government doesn't do its one job, which is to protect the individual liberty of every single person. That's been my issue with the zone the whole time. There, there's one side that's having their individual liberty protected, but there's a whole other side that is not. And you can't give up 
the individual liberty of other people to protect other. That means that you, that that liberty is subjective for whatever you care about at right. the moment. So and that can't be true. That can't be true because then someone gets to draw the line and then people get to decide where the line's going to be. So either everyone has the same individual liberty or no one has any individual liberty. And that's really what we've been heading towards. And in fact, we're really just paying attention to one side of the arguments, liberty and no one else's. So it'll be interesting to see what courts end up finding. Does the city actually have a requirement or an obligation to, to do these, to protect you from these types of things? You know, I mean, you would think at the very least they should get all of their property taxes back. They should get all their sales taxes back or, or whatever, you know, or the city should buy the, the leases from them so they can go somewhere else or something like that. Right. Uh, you know, the, but of course it's difficult because who is the city? Well, it's the tax money of all the people that are in the yeah. city. So, I mean, the city doesn't you know, have anything. When we say taxation is theft and people are like, well, what about police? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? What about police? It doesn't matter whether my taxes pay for them or not. They don't have to show up. Yeah. That's, that's one of the stipulations. I, I think we can end the whole, what about police debate? Now everyone's just going to say, what about roads and firefighters Right, is what people will say. Well, they can't get in either. Well, how are we going to get in unconstitutional wars? <laughs> you know, <laughs> if we get rid of taxation. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of it. I don't know. Well, like I said, I couldn't take you there for my, for your birthday, and I apologize because that was going to be your gift. To the chop house? Yeah, that yeah. was going to be your gift. We went to a good restaurant, though. It was. It was a great restaurant last night. It was the Firebird Chop House. I had myself some filet and lobster last night. Old surf and turf. To ring in the old double three for yesterday. Yeah. So, anyway. That's the last time you'll turn 33. That I will never turn 33 <laughs> ever again. That is true. So, uh, yeah. listen. There's there's an important thing that we always talk about, and it is the fact that no one is really out for you. No one's here really to help you whatsoever. This is all a massive political game. That's all mm -hmm. it is. This is a, just a gigantic political game. 2020 has been shaping up to to affect the election for the entire... If you guys don't think... Listen, I'm not saying everything was a conspiracy the whole time. I'm not saying George Floyd's still alive or that the coronavirus was a hoax or anything like that. But what if you don't think that people's policy decisions have been affected by the fact that there is an election coming up this year for the most hated president ever in history of the world, <laughs> like if you don't think that that is coming up and that that's been affecting people's decisions, then you got your head way too far down into the sand then you ain't thinking you just ain't thinking man you ain't thinking your noggin ain't working are we so, saving that deleted aoc tweet for friday for tomorrow probably okay yeah because it kind of goes along with this i've got a good store of wealth for dumb tweets right now for tomorrow okay so we're trying to trying to save it dumb bleep of the week is coming up tomorrow so y'all get prepared but anyway the senate republicans put up a police reform bill and uh, didn't even make it you know, it fell through a test vote. It got blocked. It's not going to have any amendments discussed on it. They're not going to be a debate on it. Nothing like that. They're not even going to have an actual vote on it. And this is insane. Now, listen, what I, what I will say is the bill was not perfect. They did not do all the things that we as libertarians are talking about need to be done. Uh, but it was it, at least a step in the right direction. There were a lot direction. of good steps in the right direction. And, and it was actually one of the, one of the senators... I can't remember his name now, was saying, like, wouldn't you, like, Tim Scott, he was saying, if if it doesn't go as far as you want, like, why not take 80% right now, and then let's debate some amendments. They gave them up to 21 amendments 
that they could add in to the bill or that they could that they could debate on and everything for the for the bill. But they don't want to do it because the absolute worst case scenario for Democrats is that a Republican led justice reform bill gets passed. Right. That's the absolute worst case scenario. It destroys the whole argument. So they can't go for it. And they won't be able to kneel with the African garbs anymore. I know. They, and they <laughs> like those garbs. They do. Okay. So if you guys, I mean, you got to realize this is a disgusting political game that's going on right now. And while several people have put up good bills that could probably be passed, you know, Rand Paul put up a ban on no-knock warrants. Justin Amash put up the uh, ending qualified immunity. There have been good bills that have been put up, and they really should be voted on on an individual basis and not a sweeping, comprehensive reform of everything that's got all kinds of crap put in it. They, they should each be separate, more than likely. But this this bill probably would have done more good than it did harm, and the thing is, no one cares. No one cares about that at all. Because it's not about it's just not about that. And listen, you, you're going to see... If the, anything. The Republicans don't carry... Like the Democrats, the problem is they've got their own bill. They've got their own... This one's called the Justice Act, and the Democrats have another thing that's got the word justice in it too, and they've got to get that passed. And you're going to see the same thing. Like, it's got some good stuff in it for sure. It's actually more closely aligned with what we've been talking about, the Democrats' bill is. And the Republicans aren't going to vote for it either. None of this has to do with actually ever solving the problems. At all. Now, I don't know all the details specifically of each one of the bills. So I'm not saying I would put my name on it. Have you been working on your Mitch McConnell voice? Uh, a little bit. Okay, good. <laughs> we'll see. I'm, I'm excited for this. Oh, man. Yes. All right. Senate Republicans police reform bill fails on test vote amid Senate opposition. This is from Fox News. Fake. Fake Fox News. Man, you know what we should have named yesterday's episode? Fake News. <laughs> Just fake, go back and change it. Fake news. I changed it to no news is good news. I thought ah. that was I thought that was pretty good. A Republican authored police reform bill failed in a Senate vote Wednesday after Democrats opposed the bill on the basis it did not go far enough, sparking a furious war of words on the floor and marking an apparent impasse just weeks after George Floyd, who's that? His death led to calls for new legislation. The procedural vote on whether the start debate was 55 to 45 and needed 60 votes in order to proceed. Republicans had 53, but not enough Democrats joined them. This effectively freezes police reform in Congress for now, even if the House approves its own measure on Thursday. The, s <laughs> the Senate was supposed to officially Dang take it. up police reform on the floor today. Instead, our Democratic colleagues are poised to turn this routine this routine step into a partisan impasse. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said, <laughs> Fume saying the bill was first offer and could have been altered during the debate process. Not that I'm a big fan of Mitch McConnell. You know, he had good responses about this. He, actually. he did. He yeah. did. So the, the GOP legislation spearheaded by Senator Tim Scott, Republican South Carolina, would beef up requirements for law enforcement to compile use of force reports. Reports. Hmm. It would also establish the Brianna Taylor Notification Act to track no-knock warrants. <laughs> so you get a notification every time someone's murdered in a no-knock yeah. raid. To focus on ending chokeholds, it encourages agencies to do away with the practice or risk losing federal funds. So, or risk losing federal funds. 
Hmm. So, however, it does not ban chokeholds outright and does not end qualified immunity. Two steps that Democrats have demanded, even though ending qualified immunity is not in the bill that the Democrats put up. Senator Cory Booker, Democrat in New Jersey, said the bill guarantees that the cycle of violence in our country, the cycle of abuse of civil rights, the cycle of death that has moved so many Americans will continue. Oh, the Republicans are going to kill everyone. Yet he, uh, yet he probably voted on the Patriot Act. I'm sure he, I'm sure yeah. he did. Sure he did, Corey. Of those senators who caucus with Democrats, only West Virginia's Joe Manchin, Alabama's Doug Jones, and Maine's Angus King voted to proceed. Scott took to the Senate floor to the vote to blast Democrats for what he saw as opposition fueled by politics, not policy. He said they cannot allow this party to be seen as the party that reaches out to all communities in this nation, which is true. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is a political game. That's a, that's all this is, and I I hope people are. I hope people are actually going to see that, but but they won't. People people aren't actually going to see that. What you'll see is that uh, the Republicans' bill didn't go far enough, so we couldn't do it. And uh, the Democrats, you know, when when they put up their bill and Republicans don't vote for it, well, it'll be the Republicans are all racist and and all that. Like that's all you're going to get. If anyone thinks there's going to be any other outcome from this, then they're smoking something. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, he said they do not want to debate. They don't want amendments. They'll filibuster police reform from even reaching the floor of the Senate unless the majority lets the minority rewrite the bill behind closed doors in advance, he said. It's the latest fiery language from lawmakers on the passionate debate. On Tuesday, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Republicans are trying to get away with the murder, actually. The murder of George Floyd. <laughs> she said that they're trying to get away with the murder of George Floyd. That's insane. Like, <sighs> now, one thing I don't understand about this bill is chokeholds. Yeah. Like, choke chokeholds aren't deadly unless you, like, hold them for a lengthy period of time where you're crushing somebody's neck. This is where, like, listening to the Rogan podcast when he was talking to Jocko, which is a great episode, by the way, recently, if you want to listen to it on all this madness. Um, he said, I can't remember who came up with it, but that all police officers need to be at least purple belts, purple belts in jujitsu. That way they, they know how to deescalate situations because you're taught in martial arts, jujitsu and Muay Thai and all that to avoid fights at all costs. Yeah. You're you're only preparing that if you end up getting in a grapple or something like that, you know how to handle yourself. Now I'm highly skilled in Tai Bo. So do you think that that would be a good one? What's, you ever what's, done Tai Bo? What's, I, is that like the punching and kicking? It's the old workout video. Old workout. Where you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your uh, belt in that? Oh, it's a, the highest degree of belt that you can get. It's like a big leather black belt that I get from Tai Bo. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, he was saying that they all need to be purple belts, at least in jiu-jitsu or some form of martial arts that's equivalent because then they know how to de- uh, de-escalate and they can use chokeholds and stuff like that properly. Uh, because the thing about it is, and, and also George Floyd was, he was murdered by having a knee on his neck. The, the, the cop wasn't choke holding. Him. Yeah. Now I realize like Eric Garner, I believe mm-hmm. was, he was choked. <clears throat> Probably a lot of other people as well. Right. Um, and uh, choke holds aren't necessarily, uh, it says that they're deadly. They're not necessarily deadly. Um, right here. It says chokeholds discouraged uh, and dis- uh, disincentivized. The bill would discourage chokeholds by withholding federal grants from departments that allow for such deadly restraint. It's actually not a deadly restraint if you do it properly. 
Yeah, there's it's, from what I can understand, there's basically two different ways to do it. You can do it with the intent of, you know, you're basically going to cause someone to pass out, or you can do it so hard that you're going to crush someone's windpipe and actually cause them to not be able to breathe, you know, in that kind of a way. But uh, the the incentivized the de incentivized part, I mean, that's going to work a lot around the country. First off, if they take away, hey, you're not going to get a tank if you do chokeholds. Yeah, you know, do you want this tank? Well, you're going to have to ban chokeholds. Well, it says, uh, except in life-threatening situations, then they can do chokeholds. Yeah. So th- they'll just say it's, it was life-threatening Yeah. and get away with it. <clears throat> so, I Like don't... he pointed the chokehold at me first. <laughs> I, was, so I feared for my chokehold <laughs> life. I, so I had, to get him, I had to get him first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, increase, it also has increased data collection on use of force. And by the way, thank you, Jeff. Cory Booker did vote yes on the USA Freedom Reauthorization Act of 2020. Very worried about so everyone's liberties. So he cares liberties. about civil yeah. rights. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Clearly. So increased data collection on use of force. The bill states that currently only 40% of law enforcement officers contribute to the FBI National Use of Force Data Collection. And there is no official system for tracking police shootings. Under the Justice Act, state and local governments will be required to report to the FBI any use of force by a law enforcement officer that causes injury and any discharge of a firearm. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not normal. I'm not real big on like federal lists, but if you're going to be a government officer that has authorization of use of force over citizens, then, you know, honestly, we should collect the data. I'll on put you. you on a list. That's yeah. fine. I think that that as far as you're, lists are good. Well, you're in public service. Yeah. So you lose your, uh, in my opinion, you lose a lot of citizen rights when you become a paid public servant that can pull a gun on citizens and, and use it. Like you lose a lot of light, uh, a lot of rights at that point. Right. Sorry. So anyway, I, I would be fine with that. Increase records retention. The bill will require law enforcement agencies to maintain employment and disciplinary records of law enforcement officers for 30 years and to review records as part of the hiring process. So, and then we got no-knock warrant tracking. The bill would establish the Breonna Taylor Notification Act. Is that where we all get the warnings on our phone, like the super loud annoying one every time a no-knock raid is committed? I think that's what happens. I guess so. To track, kind of like the know, missiles like, going like off. Like the missile warning. Yeah, the missile warning in yeah. Hawaii. To track no-knock warrants, to analyze their intent and their effectiveness. Such warrants used to be rare, but Taylor, 26, was killed after police in Kentucky used a no-knock warrant to enter her Louisville, Louisville. They're home. not rare. Yeah. No-knock raids are not rare. Fox News. They one, might. One is too many. <laughs> One, I mean, one, one is too many. You one see that way too many. That meme going around. You know, people are always like, "Well, don't break the law, and you won't have to worry about getting shot by a cop." It's like, oh yeah, You're like Brianna Taylor, Taylor was sleeping in she her was, bed. She was sleeping yeah. in her bed. Exactly, that's, that's what she was doing. It, yeah. Here's the important one. Now, pay attention, Bubba. Make lynching a federal crime. So they're going to make that a federal crime, while largely symbolic. Um, I'm sorry, it's entirely symbolic. Yeah, right. <laughs> Congress has sought to make lynching a federal crime for decades since other types of murder are usually prosecuted at the state and local levels. Listen, there's already hate crime laws. Try and find some statistics on how many people are lynched. You'll have a hard time finding it. Okay, you're going to have a hard time. Now, it's not that it never, ever happens, but it's been it's been a while been a while it's not like this thing that people actually have to worry about all the time i realize the historical context of it but this is largely a i mean just like what they said is largely symbolic very very 
very largely symbolic. Like the size of our national debt symbolic is, is what this is. So there's already hate crime laws. Murder is illegal. Um, there, there's this, this does nothing. I mean, there, there's no, there's no time where you're like that person lynched someone and they got away with it because it wasn't a federal crime. You know, that's not, that's not what's going to happen here at all. Literally, so if ridiculous. someone ties a rope in the wrong direction, 15 FBI agents get called to the scene. This is virtue activism. It is virtue <laughs> activism, increasing penalties for false police reports. The bill would impose harsher penalties on officers who falsify police reports. So this is for officers, not for people. It would add it. Well, officers are people, but I mean, <laughs> the, citizen, the citizenry. Not for normal folks. It would add a new criminal penalty for falsifying reports in connection to civil rights violations that result in serious injury or death, imposing a maximum 20-year sentence. No minimum? No yeah, mandatory minimums? Like, no mandatory minimums. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know that you won't punish anyone for longer than this amount of time. <laughs> Great. He got one day. Well, it's inside the maximum. Enhanced funding for body cameras. This is another good one. I mean, I, I think all this stuff really needs to be worked on at a local level. This is kind of the crappy part about this. But as we've said before, getting all police officers to wear body cameras is would be very important. And turn them on. And turn them on. You yeah. cannot clock in unless your camera's on. If the battery goes dead, you're off the clock. Right. That's it. It won't you, even let you clock in. Something happened and you don't have the body cam footage like, oh, it was off. You're done. You're fired. You're gone at that yeah. time. Like It's just... It does say it would impose financial penalties mm. if officers do not use the cameras properly. Mm. So what's proper? Yeah. Well, uh, having it on probably to start with study on the social status of black men and boys. Hmm. So, okay. The bill will commission a study long sought by house speaker, Nancy Pelosi, that would go beyond police brutality, looking at education, healthcare, financial status, and crime. I don't know. There might be something valuable from that. I don't like any of this stuff coming from the federal level at all, but funding for training on alternative uses of force, de-escalation, and duty to intervene. The bill will create a standardized curriculum to train in alternative uses of force and responding to behavioral health crises, crises and publicly list law enforcement agencies that mandate this training. It would also establish and provide funding for a program to train officers to know when to intervene if they see their colleagues ambushing or abusing. abusing. That's there's no there's no uh, M or H in there. Ambushing their really, use of force. Really read into that a lot. <laughs> their colleagues abusing their use of force, or if they're ambushing someone. Also, it's another good thing. This is where I say, like, look, if you're going to have a police department, then it should be. Um, we should at least make it a proper one. Yeah. So, <laughs> here's what. Why does this need to be in a bill from Congress? Real quick. Banning sexual abuse by law enforcement. Isn't that, shouldn't like, that already be banned? Like it's permitted right now? <laughs> Is that permitted? I don't know. Is it in the in the book? I don't know. What? I mean, Little Wayne talks about being stopped by a, by a lady cop. The bill would close the law enforcement consent loophole to ban officers from sexually abusing the individuals they arrest and track reports of sexual abuse by law enforcement officers to be reported to Congress after one year. Now, is this going to stop me from getting sexual abused by the TSA every time I want to go somewhere? Right. <laughs> like, I mean, this one's going to be a little bit ridiculous because every single time someone pats someone down. How is there, how is there a consent loophole? Well, it's it's going to have to do with the searches to, make, to pat someone down. Like, you're, you're like, oh, you got anything in there? Is that a gun? No? My bad. 
you know, like it's going to be it's going to be that kind of thing. And then you could file a sexual abuse. Or thing I guess afterwards. if you get arrested, can you consent to sex and handcuffs? It's, I, if I'm reading the law properly, that is what it says. I mean, you know, yeah. little, little Wayne <clears throat> said that, you know, if he got stopped by a lady cop, got me thinking I could date a cop. <laughs> african-american history museum to train law enforcement on the history of racism this is all in the republican bill. do they all get taken this is all in the republican bill yeah this is this is the republican bill still wow yeah the democrat bill's only got four things in it okay so there are four main things i don't know at all the bill would fund an education program for the smithsonian's national museum of african-american history and culture to create a law enforcement training program on the history of racism in the u.s so, okay, listen, whatever you feel about all of those stuff that's in here, just realize this got blocked by the Democrats because it didn't go far enough. And now listen, if they want to ban chokeholds, if they want to end qualified immunity and they want to ban no-knock raids, then I would sign on to the Democrats bill, you know, but exactly what they said, which is one, they didn't even allow a debate on it. Like you can't get into the debate on it offer some amendments yeah you couldn't yeah like nothing was available you know, they blocked Ra- it Rand paul is an amendment machine like if they need help adding amendments to bills then then go to dr paul and he'll help you out here's how you put an amendment to something somebody call some people and, call him randy Pants. and have a debate on it and put it the put an amendment in there that ends qualified immunity and have the republicans come out and say that they're not going to vote on that amendment or they're not going to put it in the bill like they, but the problem is they can't even have the conversation anymore because they can't Not until have after too, the election is exactly, over. They can't have too many days of the idea that there is a Republican police reform bill in the Senate. We they can't, agree, can't do that. We can't agree with you. The idea that everyone has is that we hate you. Yeah. So there's no way we can agree at all because if we do, we might lose mm. this election. It's the most important things of our lifetimes. They're going to be on the campaign trail. Joe Biden's going to say, well, one, he's going to say, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. The other thing he's going to say is like, if you don't vote for me, we are not going to be able to get this justice reform law passed because yeah. I'm because, you know, Trump ain't going to sign it. And, you know, these uh, we need uh, we need a blue wave. And and, uh, you know, the thing that's what he's going to say, probably something like that. Yeah. When do the debates start, by the way? Oh, man, I don't know. I can't wait. You know, that MSNBC poll about uh, are you looking at voting for the Libertarian Party? Yeah. It got twenty eight thousand responses. Eighty six percent said yes to yeah. Joe to Joe Jorgensen. I th- I think she. What if she could make the debates? What's yeah, the, that's what's not the, gonna happen. What's the threshold? They're not gonna let it happen. What percent do you need nationwide? One more than whatever she's gonna get <laughs> is what it's gonna be. Yeah. So if Sorry. you five percent, she's gonna have four. If they're gonna raise it. Yeah. To six or seven. Uh, that's that's what they'll do. What if she comes in something crazy like fifty percent? I mean, that'd be fun. That'd be That'd really be crazy. Fun. So just real quick, what's in the Democrats bill and keep in mind, the idea here is none of these people care. Maybe like four of them care, like four of them do. And the rest of them, this is all just a job where they go to politics every day and they politic from eight to five and then they tweet and do stuff like that. And that's it. It's just a job and it's a game and it's a game that they play every single day. They acquire a bunch of wealth. To try and acquire wealth, to try and acquire your vote so they can continue acquiring wealth. And then write books. Their job is to make the other side look really bad so they can keep their job. That applies to both sides, by the way. Their job is to make the other side look bad so they can keep their job. Yeah. That is what they do. There's a few people who care about this. They're like, vote for me because I'm not the other guy. Yeah. And so you see that when you see this where they won't even consider adding amendments into the bill. 
or they won't even let it come up for an actual vote or anything like that. They're, they're not interested in it. None, none of them are. None of them are, except for the, you know, if you're, the Republicans get a little bit of an upper hand here because this is actually their, their bill that they put out, but the media is not going to spin it that way. It's going to be the Republican bill was just a bunch of lip service to a bunch of things that didn't matter. By the mm-hmm. way, this means that Democrats are pro-lynching, by the way. Well, yeah, because they didn't vote for this bill that was yeah. making lynching a federal crime. I remember when Rand Paul blocked an anti-lynching bill because it needed some amendments added to it and the bill wasn't right and then it never got voted on. Well, he is pro-lynching. You know, he's just a terrible white supremacist, mm-hmm. Kentucky KKK member. But th- there's a bill right here. It's got anti-lynching in it. And, of course, wouldn't even let it come up to a vote. So I think that means the Democrats are pro-lynching. If there were all such, of them. If there were such a thing as principles being extended through all situations. But we're way past yeah. that. Way past that. Let me tell you real quick what's in the Democrats' bill, and we'll move on. Uh, among the proposals outlined under police accountability, the bill would grant power to the Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division to issue subpoenas to police departments to conduct pattern and practice investigations into discriminatory and, constitu- and unconstitutional policing practices. Well, if the Department of Justice is going to take care of it, I mean, well, yeah, it'll be good. It'll Ad- be fine. Additionally, it will provide grants to states attorney states attorneys general to create an independent process to investigate misconduct or excessive use of force by the police. You know what's interesting about this? So, th- speaking of the the Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division. Do you, like, you guys remember Epstein? He didn't kill himself. Do you remember that? I remember hearing about that. Yeah. yeah. So if you watch his documentary, you know, he was caught by the Panama City Police back in like aught one. And like early in the early 2000s, this guy was hammered, uh, not drunk. He was hammered by the police. He's probably like, hammered drunk, too. They had like 30 statements from underage girls like mm. this guy should have went to prison for a very long time. And you know who put a stop? To the Panama City Police, the local <clears throat> police getting this guy was the Department of Justice, Jim Acosta. Mm. I think it was Jim Acosta, whatever, whatever his no, name is. No, not Jim Acosta. It's not Jim, sorry. No, that's the reporter. It's It was the attorney. That Bob was, Costas. No. Okay. It was, uh, it, no, that's Acosta, the guy from NBC. Acosta was his last name. I know that. Yeah. Maybe I can't think of his firm, first name right now. But anyway, he was the state's attorney for the state of Florida working for the Department of Justice. So he was the highest up in the federal government for the state of Florida. And uh, he put a stop to it. He literally put a stop to it. And so Epstein was able to abuse God only knows how many more underage girls until he finally didn't kill himself in 2018. Yeah. 18 or 19, 19, probably 19. Yeah. So think if about he's that. even dead at least another 10, 12, 15 years. Yeah. It's insane. It's insanity. It's like government investigating themselves is never a good idea ever. And this all applies to, by the way, you know, we're going through, we're saying all this now that we're going over the Democrats bill. This goes for anything. The Republicans bill where they're, where they're going to be governing them, themselves and making sure that they are all doing the right things. It, it goes for both sides. The government checking whether or not it's doing something right or wrong. It, it doesn't do anything whatsoever at, at all. Not, not one bit. Not at all. Changes outlined under police transparency include establishing a federal register. See, the problem with the Democrats bill that I've seen people lay out is that it's all 
it's all federal government oversight over the local police departments, basically. Like yeah. all, all of it is is all more power into the Fed, basically. Which is completely opposite of what I want to do, which yeah. is localize everything. Yeah. So uh, it says uh, a federal register of police misconduct complaints and whether disciplinary, disciplinary action was taken, which is the same thing from the Republicans bill. The bill will also require states to report incidences in which use of force was used and to include sex, race, ethnicity, and housing status of civilians targeted. So but then gotta, what are they going to do after that? After they collect all the data, what are they going to do? Well, they will take that and they will use that data to suggest that it is a racist system, which is not what it will be actually showing, which we've talked about a lot. It will show that people in bad economic conditions are going to be more likely to have interactions with the police. And whatever section of the society is in a higher percentage of bad economic conditions for their population size, well, then those are going to be the people that are going to have more interactions with the police per capita. It, and they, it could end up being more, more black people than white people or whatever it's going to be. But I'm, I'm telling you, it's not just going to be purely systemic racism in the system. This is an economic problem that we're dealing with. The bill seeks to improve police training and policies including by prohibiting federal, state, and local law enforcement from racial, religious, and discriminatory profiling, profiling by mandating that law enforcement provide training on profiling and racial bias. Notably, the bill would ban no-knock warrants That's better. for officers investigating drug cases. But you could just introduce that as an amendment I know. to the other bill. Or vote on the one that Rand Paul already put out there. Yeah, exactly. Just do that. It's already there. Yeah. An issue directly related to a March 13 raid in which police officers shot a black woman named Breonna Taylor uh, the bill would also prohibit the use of a chokehold and would require uniformed officers to wear body cameras and mark police vehicles to be equipped with dashboard cameras. It's literally the same bill. It's, it's very close, except for they're going all the way to prohibiting the use of chokeholds and uh, banning no-knock warrants and requiring officers to wear body cameras. So listen, well, don't forget, the, I guess they, they, they want uh, they got calls for justice for victims of lynching here. Yeah, they, they do want to make that. it a federal crime to conspire to, conspire to violate existing like a, hate crime I mean, laws. What has happened to where you've got to make sure that you come out anti-lynching? Like what? It's like being, do, what, what is this? It's like being anti-death. It I mean, is. You know, we're anti-death. And so I get that. It's so weird <laughs> yeah. to me. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, someone tell me where I'm wrong on this. I'm just like, come on. Like, Murder is illegal. Are there a lot of people out there that are pro lynching that we just don't don't know know. about? Like, I want to make sure you guys know I'm anti lynching. Yeah. Like who needs to say that? (laughs) Who needs to say it? Who needs to say we're going to punish people who lynch other people? (laughs) Who needs to say it? Right. Does it need to have its own thing? (laughs) Really? It needs to be its separate statute. Its own separate statute. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. This is hilarious. What does all this mean for you, by the way, out there listening to this? And you're like, yeah, what's going on with this kerfuffle? And at the end of the day, what you guys really, what all of y'all really need to see is if nothing else, the government cares this much about you. And that's it. That's how much they care about you. And what, so what can you do about that? Well, that's what we talk about on the show every single day and in being for life and against death and, and being for liberty and the pursuit of meaning that all requires personal responsibility. And that personal responsibility is what you take every single day to be like, okay, how can I be a better person today than I was yesterday? Yeah. How can I increase 
how can I increase uh, my life and my family's life? And how can I provide more value to my community? And if you focus on those things and forget about these, you know, virtue activists in, in Congress who just want to politic and sell books and all of that, then, then you're going to be just fine. This is all just a horse and pony show, man. <laughs> just a dog face pony show. And you can't buy one. That's all it is. That's can what, you go, can you go to, to the Walmart article? We'll end with something that is what I think is positive. You want to skip this IRS? Yeah. Man? Cause it's, it's already almost five o'clock and we're, that's true. I do have yeah. to go pick up little man pretty yep. soon, man. All right. Walmart, this coming from Fox business, Walmart opening newest health center prototype in Arkansas. I also saw Walmart is partnering with Shopify as competition to Amazon, by the way. So now Shopify and all their, all those people's stores are going to be listed on Walmart's website. So Walmart's making moves, by the way, the most hated company in America's making moves to make your life better. Imagine that they can, they, I was talking to Charlie about this last night. They can overtake Amazon because the one, you know, the, the biggest, they hurdle. have more warehouses. Yeah. The biggest hurdle in the way of Amazon is that they need these big warehouses and distribution centers and all that. Walmart has got a product distribution center within 15 minutes of like almost everyone in the country. Well, uh, Jeff Bezos talked about that though, when he started Amazon, Yeah, he said the reason why he went for distribution centers rather than retail stores is because you can build the distribution centers for like 30 cents a square foot versus <clears throat> like a dollar or $2 a square foot for the retail stores. Yeah. I'm just saying Walmart's going to set up a Walmart Uber. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's already things like that, but there's going to be a a Walmart Uber. Because they already have the infrastructure built. They've already got the infrastructure. They've already got all the distribution everywhere. They've got the stores with products in them all over the place. If they make the right moves, and adding in Shopify is going to help for sure. If they make the right moves, they can be a massive competitor for the... Monopoly, which for is the Amazon. Monopolis, for the monopolist Amazon. <laughs> Remember, Amazon and Walmart are both monopolies. <laughs> right. Now, isn't it incredible how this monopoly of Amazon can cause Walmart to get off their their butts yeah. and start to innovate. And people in the market can be talking about, remember a couple of years ago, we mentioned a bunch of times how Walmart might go out of business. Right. But Walmart was a monopoly. Remember, <laughs> they were a monopoly. Now, if they were a monopoly then there's no articles about how Walmart might go out of business because of Amazon. And there's also no articles like what I've been reading about how Walmart could overtake Amazon because Amazon's a monopoly. Yeah. Also, like, it's crazy. I heard that they were doing uh, uh, free shipping and chop too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, this is about Walmart opening its newest health center prototype in, in Arkansas, man. Arkansas, where uh, Bill Clinton was from. That's where Walmart from. He was from there. (laughs) Walmart is rolling out its newest health center prototype in Springdale, Arkansas, as America's largest retailer continues its effort to expand healthcare services and stores across the country. According to Sean Slavinsky, Senior Vice President of Health and Wellness at Walmart U.S., the Springdale location will allow the company to test a new layout and services while providing the company with a smaller footprint. Quote, with 90% of Americans living within 10 miles of a Walmart store, that's what we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, we believe we can help by bringing quality health care to the communities that need it most, Slavinsky said in a blog post on June 17th. 
We don't take lightly the responsibility to serve our customers in this way, including through our $4 generic prescription program we launched more than a decade ago. It's more important than ever, which is why we've been opening more Walmart health locations so we can help even more customers access the health care they need. Look at the Gardon market solving problems, man. I know, man. It's beautiful. This is insane. I can't believe they didn't need a government mandate for this. That's crazy. According- In fact, their biggest hurdle is probably the government. Right. According to the company, the new clinic offers transparent pricing, regardless of insurance status, for a wide range of services, including primary and urgent care, uh, primary and urgent care, labs, X-ray and diagnostics, counseling, dental, optical, and hearing services, all in one central facility. What? Mm. We talked about this, by the way. Yeah, like we talked a little while back. One twenty-seven or something like what that. The, the back X-rays are like twenty-five dollars. I know, and I mean it's it's crazy it was like maybe 50 but a, still 50 bucks for an x-ray is like nothing your primary care visit i believe is 30 dollars, 40 dollars, maybe for your first one and 30 for the follow-ups mm-hmm. after that like i mean it's it's gonna be a lot cheaper they're gonna find a way to make it profitable cash, which is insane cash pricing quote having access to quality affordable health care has never been more important than the united states slavinsky added true so true, true. We're navigating a global pandemic that has exposed the vulnerabilities of our healthcare system and makes it hard for many families to get the care they need when they need it. We also face record unemployment, leaving many families without access to vital healthcare resources in the process because most people's healthcare is tied to their job. Yeah. So when you lose your job, you lose your healthcare. When 46 million people lose their jobs, also most of them had healthcare that is tied, most people's healthcare is tied to their job. Mm -hmm. And so they Because it's impossible to pay for. If it's not. And this is amazing. Walmart's like, hey, healthcare is too expensive. Not enough people have access to it. All these problems are true. What do we do about it? Do we pander the government to steal more of people's money so that we can get quote unquote free healthcare? No, no, we innovate. We innovate and we look for ways where we can improve the market conditions and prove out a process that can work, including that includes all the government hurdles. And imagine if you remove the government hurdles, how much better it would be. If this pandemic exposed anything, if 2020 has exposed anything, it's exposed the government and how God awful it is. All right. It finishes up here. The Springdale location will be open seven days a week. The clinic is the first of its kind outside of Georgia, which already has three Walmart health center locations in Loganville, Calhoun and Dallas. Dallas, There's a Dallas, Georgia. Dallas, Georgia. How about that? So I, I just thought that this was... How about them chickens? That was pretty positive news, honestly. And people won't take it as positive because it's Walmart and you have to hate them. Yeah. But this is a good thing. They've got thousands of locations. If they're going to be adding in these health facilities that have cash pricing and are very affordable, they can be a massive player in fixing a lot of the healthcare problems that we have. For you needing insurance to go to your annual checkup and and get x-rays and blood work and all that kind of stuff. Because if you don't have insurance, it's going to be $800 to go do it. Like they can actually come in and fix a lot of this stuff. You know what's insane? Because you know I had ear problems. Everybody on this podcast know that I, my right ear had surgery. I've not got metal. I got titaniums in there, which I think makes me smarter. I haven't figured it out it, though, but if it yeah. does. Are you picking up any radio stations with that thing? Yeah. Yeah. If it does, then I'm going to replace a lot of things with titanium probably yeah. coming up here. Your knees. In, in the future. Your yeah. elbows. But anyway, I've had a lot of problems. And so um, I went and I paid cash for my surgery and everything and got really good pricing. And so to see my specialist, an, an ENT specialist who specializes in ears, by the way. So he's ear, nose, and throat doctor that specializes specifically in ears. And he's board certified for micro surgery because that's what it requires to do surgery on ears. You got a lot of little tiny parts in there. 
for me to go see him, uh, just a regular office visit is $83. Now that sounds like a lot of money, but you know, what's hilarious is the people who have insurance, their copay to see him is $45. So I'm paying a little more than double what people's copay is. But you know what they charge insurance companies for that office visit? $297. (laughs) Yeah. $297 is a charge if you have insurance. Yeah. 83 if you don't. Which the insurance company has to cover. 350%, 370% increase in price. Yeah. And the insurance company has to cover part of that. Now, listen, they're going to have a contractual adjustment and they're probably not going to pay the whole 297. No. But uh, they have to pay the other part of that, that maybe it's going to be 150 or something like that. And those costs are passed on to all the people who pay for health insurance. Yeah, that goes That's, into your premium. Yeah. Premium every month. Your premiums, and, man. And then here's the crazy part. If you haven't met your deductible yet, you pay for the whole thing mm-hmm. until you meet that deductible. So if you're paying monthly for an insurance premium that has like a $5,000 deductible and nothing happens that year, but you do need to go see an ENT like twice, you're paying $500. Yeah. It, it's It's insane. It's insane. We know everything there is to know about healthcare, man. So if you want to know more about healthcare, we'll just keep listening to the show. And um, all of that to say, Walmart's doing some cool stuff. So hate on them all you want. I don't like shopping there, honestly, because it's... Um, yeah, Marie said you got your copay plus what gets taken out of your paycheck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not yeah. all you're paying. Yeah. It's crazy. The whole system is messed up. We've talked about how it stems all the way back to the early 1900s. And we... You know, we'll, we'll do some more episodes on that, but the, the system is messed up and for it to be unwound, things like what Walmart is doing are going to have to come into play. And so I'm pretty excited to see people coming out with transparent cash pricing for routine things that people have to do all the time. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty cool to see what that does. And maybe if people will start going there for those routine things and the medical, you know, the, the hospitals and the ERs can be used for what they're supposed to be used for. That would be that'd be pretty interesting. Agreed, to see. man. So anyway, guys, uh, we um, we had a good trading day today. Well, we had a pretty good trading day today. You know, I'm I I was just looking. I've been positive four weeks in a row now. That's nice. Four weeks in a row. It's good of green trades as long as I don't mess it up tomorrow. Um, but I won't. I just won't mess it up tomorrow. Yeah, and that and that'll be fine. But if you're interested in learning some of the strategies that we use, we got a live Q and A coming up tonight, so you can still jump in and get in that live Q and A if you want to. But we got one coming up at 7 p.m. Central Standards Time tonight, and we'll be. It's basically like a webinar that we do every, every couple of weeks now, and uh, we'll talk for an hour with everyone. We'll be talking about the support and resistance, the strategies we use. We told, you know, we taught everyone how to use their charting systems, how to read a chart, how to open a brokerage platform and learn how to take trades on it. If you don't know anything about trading in the stock market, then mastermytrades.com is a great place to start for sure. And we, we stay on it every single day. This isn't just some class you pay for and you get all the videos and then that's it. It's ongoing. It's it's always ongoing. There are new videos being put up all the time. It is a, a constantly occurring class that has new things added to it all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested, go to mastermytrades.com. Get on there today and go ahead and take care of the rest of your life, man. It's mm-hmm. up to you. It's all up to you, man. That's right. That's right. And as I mentioned before, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty, where you get a whole lot of free stuff. If you just give us a, you know as little as $5 a month, you get part of the live group. You get access to all the Patreon posts. There's extra videos and all kinds of stuff that we put on there. So please help support this show and everything that we do. It's it's pretty much free for you. 
Um, but if you could, could spare five tiny bones a month, five little bitty bones, that's all we're asking for. Um, some people even sign up for 15 or 30 or 25 or whatever you want to do. We have all kinds of tier levels on there. So, uh, depending on your, you know, your bank account and also how much you actually care about life and Liberty, uh, we'll be able to tell by, by your donation size. (laughs) So anyway, uh, do that support us at patreon.com slash good morning Liberty. And then also please share the show and leave us one of those ratings and reviews, man, because we appreciate it more than you'll ever know. And, uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. I just wanted to remind people of that and, um, Oh, how the, the turntables and that's all. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if you guys do all that, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning. Liberty. You know, the rapidly rising, uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, 